I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. Podcasts are working out pretty good for you, aren't they? We get more listeners every day. The numbers keep growing. You've got legal problems. Here's how it works. You've got to call it in. You can call it in 24-7. We've got voicemail, 9 to 5, the office is open, and then we call you back and we work it out. 800-996-4505. Any kind of legal problem you've got, you just call anytime you want. 800-996-4505. Free legal advice, problem solved, great stories delivered. You know how it goes. We love the stories and we want to hear your story. 800-996-4505. Call me. I'm Len Tillum. I'm the lawyer. I'm waiting for your call. Let's start the show. Hello, Pat. Pat in yes. Menlo Park. How come you're calling a lawyer? Pat, I'm calling about our new son-in-law who bought a car before we knew him, a truck, back in 2007, a new Ford truck. And he made payments for nine to ten months. He's in construction. Business was good. Money was good. And then everything kind of went south, and he hasn't made a payment since. Since when? Since um, a year ago. Yeah, so I would guess that the people who financed the truck when he bought it are either trying to repossess the truck, and or is your son-in-law hiding it in a garage, or they don't know where he is? No, Something... they just kind of haven't found him. Yeah, okay. So is the, is the license plate valid, you know, the sticker, the registration? I don't know. Good I, you can't renew it. You know, you're not going to be able to renew it if you owe money on it. Right. So, does he want to turn the truck in, or he wants to keep running it till they no, get it? No, he wants to clear, clear the slate. He just doesn't know how to well, do it. Well, what he could do is contact the lender mm-hmm. and ask him to turn the truck in. Um, what will happen then is they won't you know, charge him. When, he, when you buy a car or you get a car loan, you fill out all these long papers. Right. Let's say you'll keep paying, and if you don't, and we have to repossess it or tow it or hire lawyers to get it, you're going to pay for all that. So this way, the final bill will be less. He turns the truck in. The lender will sell it at auction and apply what it gets to the balance of the loan. Okay. How much is the truck worth right now? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. Well, ask him. Okay. What's the truck worth and how much does he owe on it? Yeah, he owes a bundle bill. Okay. Probably more than it's worth. Exactly. Yeah. So if the loan is not paid off when he turns the truck in and they sell it at auction, Mm -hmm. the son-in-law will owe the balance. Um, he might get a better deal. You know, when they sell it at auction, they just move them out. Sure. He might get a better deal if he could find a buyer who would pay more than what the truck will sell for at auction. But and he's going to go to the lender. Yeah, I'll go to the lender and say, look, I'm going to give you this amount of money. Give this guy the truck. So I don't know. Talk to them. But I bet he, if he can find somebody to pay more for it, then they'd get it at auction. The bank would be happy to do that. Okay. Could it, Could he... Just drive the car back to the lender and yeah, leave it? Yeah, he could call them up first because yeah. if he leaves it and they tow it, he's going to get stuck for the tow bills. Okay. And gotcha. then make sure he fills out the form that says he surrendered it to them with the DMV, all right? Okay, good. Good luck. Dennis in San Anselmo, how come you're calling a lawyer? Yeah, good afternoon, Len. I want to thank you very much for your program. Oh, you're welcome. What's your question? Okay, my question is, we have a 52-year-old daughter temporarily staying with us after foot surgery, and she's between relationships. She's got, she owns a, a very large uh, Great Dane. They the slobber Earth. all over the house, don't they? They drool those Great Danes, right? <laughs> yeah. Drool all over. The dog comes over, his friendly dog puts his head in your lap. 
Looks like you she peed does. in your pants. Ugh, but please go uh, on. Exactly. Yeah, uh, some dog. You know, right, the kid comes back and brings a, a, a dog the size of a pony. Welcome home. Really? Well, our concern, of course, is uh, our liability exposure if this dog were to bite someone or bite someone's dog or whatever. Have, do you know anything about this dog? Is it vicious? Is there a problem? No, he, she's not vicious except she doesn't like small dogs, so we do our best to keep her away from any, any contact with small dogs. Well, let me go through it. Your daughter owns the dog, right? She does. The owner of a dog is strictly liable for dog bites against people. That means even if she's careful and the dog bites somebody else, she's going to get, she's got problems, okay? She would be sued. She's responsible, you know, for the damage the dog costs, even if she's careful. But you don't own the dog, so you're not strictly liable. You can be sued for negligence if you're careless. For example, if you know, you know already the Great Dane represents a risk to small dogs, right? I do. So, So if you say to your friend with a toy poodle or a little chihuahua, come on in, and this big dog eats the chihuahua, you got problems. You're ne- that was negligent. You understand? So you got to be a little bit careful, right? Okay. All right? Now, what if I haven't been involved in the, in the decision to expose the dog to, to small dogs? Here's the point. Your daughter is 52 years old, living with mom and dad, right? Correct. Between husbands and had foot surgery, so she's not working. Thank God for mom and dad, otherwise she'd be homeless right now, right? That, that's very true. So if your dog ate my miniature poodle, who would I sue? Your daughter who's got diddly squat and a bum foot? Or you who have a house in San Anselmo? That's correct. You're going to get sued. That's the story. Okay. Whether you're liable or not, don't ask, am I liable? Better question is ask is, am I going to get sued? Be careful. What are you going to do? She moved home. You love her. The kids come back, even at 52. Just be careful, okay? Okay. Thank you. Really? Big dog. My brother had a great Dane. I'm telling you, there was like dog spit all... Ugh. Ugh. Carlos in Monterey. How come you're calling a a lawyer? How are you, Lynn? Well, I work in a convenience store, and there's this customer that comes in and asks for uh, a mix. I make lattes and espressos. And she asked me to do the hottest I can get it on the machine. Mm-hmm. So I always give it to her. Extra, very, very hot, scalding hot. So she takes it, but someone pointed out that I might be in trouble. Like, Yeah, did they, tell you, did they tell you about that McDonald's case? Everybody talks about that. About a woman having... Got, got millions of dollars because she got burned from coffee at McDonald's. It didn't happen that way. Here's what's going on. She wants really hot coffee. So Uh she knows. She's on notice. She knows the coffee is scalding hot, right? So your liability, I wouldn't worry about it unless you don't put the lid on properly before you hand it to her. No, I do. Uh Uh, You put it on properly. I bet you give it to her in two cups because it's too hot to hold in one cup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that uh, sleeve. Uh Right. And you work at the store, right? Right. But the owner doesn't know that I do that for her, so I'm thinking that. No, right. you won't. First of all, Carlos, right. how much do you make? Eight, ten dollars an hour? Eleven. Eleven dollars an hour. If I get burned by really hot coffee that you make, am I going to sue you who can barely make it from paycheck to paycheck? Do you know what I'm talking about? You're supporting right. a family. You're probably working two jobs, you know. Or am I going to sue the owner of the Seven Eleven or whatever store it is? Uh, don't, don't worry about getting 
be careful. Yeah. Don't worry about getting sued, okay? All righty. Thank, Thank you. you. Brooke in Alamo, how come you need a lawyer? Okay, so, um, hi, first of all, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, my fiancé was going to rent a room in a woman's home, and when she brought the lease agreement with him, it's a long story, so listen to the whole thing. When she brought the lease agreement to him, he initialed all the pages, but she forgot the last page. And it was all kind of informal, so she said, give me your deposit, and when you move in, you can sign the lease. So he gave her $800, and then um, he was supposed to move in in, like, three weeks. But in the meantime, he found a better place to live with his friends. So he went and asked the woman, look, this is the situation. Can I, can I not move in? And she said, sure, that's fine. I'll just keep $100 for my trouble and rent it out. And she rented the room out to someone else. Well, three weeks went by, and he never got his money back, so he called her. And instead of getting a response, she sued him for his, to keep the $800 and then also for three months of rent in small claims court. Wait claiming, Did He won that case, didn't he? Okay, yeah. So he wins this case. Not only does she, is she supposed to give him back the 800 but he doesn't owe her 3200 Yeah. And now she's suing him and appealing it in the superior court or something. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. First of all, she brought the case. Uh, did your fiance bring the case against her, or did she bring the case against your fiance? Um, he brought the case of wanting his deposit back, and she brought a case against him, saying that she wanted to not pay the deposit and to get like three thousand dollars of rent from him. So she was. Cro- she does not have the right to appeal her complaint in small claims court. She lost. It's over, okay? She does not have the right to sue for the same thing again in superior court. He's got to tell that to the judge, okay? Okay. She's suing in superior court, a separate case? Yeah, yeah. She needs to file an answer with the court, and it's a demurra. She needs to file an answer that says she already lost in small claims court, and she can't sue again. How old are you, Brooke? I'm, I'm 23. I'll help you. Hold on one sec. You got a nice fiance? Yeah, I, I do. I'll help you fill out papers. Stay on the line a second, all right? I got a daughter who's going to be 23. You got to help those kids. Leona in Ronit Park. How come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I just closed the business, and uh, I have, um, I gave, uh, somebody came in and asked to buy my uh, customer list, and um I said no. I was giving it to my granddaughter, who's in the same business. What what kind of a business? Embroidery business. Oh. I do um, embroidery on shirts, hats, and jackets. Okay. In Ronit Park, you have a shop or something? Yes, I did. I okay. closed it down. But you gave what was left of the business to your granddaughter? Yes. And what happened? Uh, we go out in the field, and all of a sudden, um, the... Um, the competitor who came in and asked to buy the list has the list and is, has two of our biggest customers. How did this competitor get the list? An ex-employee that I fired this year uh, for not doing her job. Um, Stole the list. Gave him the, the list of these two big customers. Yeah. Now, you don't own the business anymore, so you can't sue. Your granddaughter is now the owner of your old business. And since this ex-employee stole business property, that's a customer list, your granddaughter could sue the ex-employee and also sue the business that received and used this property. You know, if if a lawyer works for me and comes in here and steals my client list and solicits all my clients, it's a theft. 
and it's an intentional interference with business relationships. Your granddaughter should talk to a lawyer and get some orders restraining this person from doing it. We do emails. You got legal problems? Len at lentillum.com. You can email me. I work with David Brown, Rosie McNichol, Arden Kwan does Medi-Cal asset preservation. Jim Gagan does high-end personal injury. He's a super lawyer. Does re- You've been injured severely. You should give Jim Gagan a call. You can call him at my office, too. The same number, 800-996-4505. Smaller injuries, you know, fender benders, and you don't have to do them yourself because lawyers don't want those little cases. Jim Gagan did a paper on how to do your own personal injury case, small claims court. Len at lentillum.com. You email me. Say, I want how to do my own PI case. I'll send it to your email. And we answer them. Listen to this. Ken writes this. My wife received a jury duty notice. I told her, throw it away. After returning from vacation, she got a summons to appear and explain why she didn't show up and why she shouldn't be punished. Um, needless to say, she's not happy. What should we do? I don't think it's a good idea, Ken, if she goes to court and throws your ass to the judge. You know, oh, yeah, my husband told me not to go. Um, I told her they have no proof we ever got the notices, but this summons looks pretty stern and she's worried. Hey, Ken, you don't get it. The court doesn't have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that your wife did not get the jury duty notice in the mail. That ain't how it works, you dummy. She listened to you. She's a dummy for listening to you. When is she going to learn? She could be in contempt of court. She's got to go and give them a good reason and say it'll never happen again. I don't think she should throw you to the rails. At the hearing, the judge will give her a deal. Either she pays sanctions or a $1,000 fine, or she agrees to do her jury duty, and they'll reschedule it for another day. Take the new day, and she better show up. All of you, you get summoned for jury duty notice, you got to show up. That's what I think. Good show today. we got another one coming up tomorrow. Thank you.